This is WGRE 91.5 FM, Greencastle, Indiana. Good evening and welcome to Music for Life, music from DePaul. In this, our final episode of the academic year, seniors Anna Gandula and Rachel Robin come in to tell us about their honors theses. Hannah talks to student composer Stephen Shannon about an interesting recital he's giving. We hear about the roster for this year's Greencastle Summer Music Festival from its founder, Professor Eric Edberg. Voice professor Caroline Smith gives us a preview of this summer's vocal arts camp at DePaul. And the Music for Life staff join me for a conversation about our favorite moments from this year and some of the great things in store next year. There are lots of exciting things going on in the DePaul School of Music, and we're glad you could join us this year for Music for Life. We just completed our honors theses defenses, and here to chat with me about it is... Professor Matt Balanswela, welcome. Hello. And two students who survived the challenge, <laughs> Anna Gatdula and Rachel Robin. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So first of all, can you put this in some context for us, Dr. Balanswela? Uh, the Honor Scholar Program is something students enroll in when they first come as freshmen. It's a series of classes that they take, uh, Honor Scholar seminars, so uh, sort of the best and the brightest of our undergraduate incoming classes. And they take a wide uh, variety of classes, I think three seminars mm-hmm. before they, as undergraduates, and then it culminates in a year-long uh, thesis of their own choice. So they pick topics that they wanted to, and I mostly just guided their research and their writing. They did all the work. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so what was yours, Rachel? Mine was uh, a kind of history of the School of Music, so it, I focused more on the the last part of it, 1950s forward, because a lot of my information was based on interviews, mm-hmm. and so that, that was about as far back as I could go. Um, so I, I used a method called bifurcated history, mm-hmm. and that was how I structured my, my history. And what did you do, Anna? I studied Gustav Mahler's conducting career in New York City, and this started um, during my summer research project last summer. Wow. So this is quite an actually challenge for you too, Dr. Valenzuela, isn't it? Because you kind of have to be an expert in everything. Um, you rely on the students to be become <laughs> experts. Um, mostly, uh, as I said, they're working on uh, primary sources, so mm-hmm. uh, personal interviews and original materials as far as uh, uh, reviews and things like that. So you help them sort of see models of other sorts of scholarship. And uh, the, there's a whole committee that works with them, so it's not just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the chair of the thesis, but they had other people. So Rachel had Sherry Moe in uh, women's studies, where she learned the bifurcated history originally. And um, she had Wes Wilson in the archives, who was helping her uh, find other material in the School of Music. And and it had Keith Knight and Hessler and other people, uh, Misty Shaw, the music librarian. So uh, there are a lot of people who help with this process. Mm -hmm. So anything surprising in this process for you, Rachel? Yeah, it, um, as far as the content of mm-hmm. the thesis, yeah, yeah um, I, th- I found a lot of, um, I guess it was really fun to find little small details that, that were surprising, things like Faisai used to have a quintet, or the <laughs> women you know, had to fight for them to get a, a longer curfew so they could practice later, supposedly. <laughs> um, so th- those were fun things to find out about mm-hmm. the school. Anything unusual or surprising in your research about Mahler? I would say that in trying to understand Mahler and his success, I actually learned more about New York City and the cultural context of New York City. It's funny because the the title of my thesis is Mahler the Enigma. Mm-hmm. And even at the end of it, he still kind of remained an enigma to me because most of my research was based on the cultural history and the reception history. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. 
it more enlightened things about New York City and American culture rather than Mahler himself. How about that? So, Dr. Valenzuela, you've done some groundbreaking research of your own and uh, <laughs> done a great deal of it, but you've also observed a lot of and, and tutored a lot of folks in, in their research efforts. Anything surprising or that, that you took away from the work of these two young ladies? I think in both cases, the process is so long. It's a full year, uh, and so we start almost the spring before talking about what kind of things would you like, and as they conceive of their project, oh, I think I'm going to do you know, X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't turn out to be that. It turns <laughs> out to be you know, something else entirely, right. and uh, these processes um, take you in funny turns. The research process itself is as interesting um, as you go through the f- primary scholarship, as you interview people, as you uh, think, oh, this thesis doesn't work, or this theory, <laughs> I think I'm going to find, I'm going to know Mahler at the mm-hmm. end, or I'm going to know the School of Music at the end. I'm like, uh, it doesn't. Research is uh, more ongoing and evolves at a slower pace and in, in funny directions. And that means you're doing good research because it, sure it does. doesn't. Because if you knew the answer, then why do the research? So you don't <laughs> know the answer, and that's what you'd find out. That's terrific. Well, I always find these very informative, and I hope you'll share the papers with me. <laughs> and thank you for coming in to chat about it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From this year's Senior Showcase of April 27th, saxophonist Elizabeth King and pianist Amanda Hobson perform Run, Bird, from Fuzzy Bird Sonata by Takashi Yoshimatsu.
producer Hannah Gothier and with me today is junior Stephen Shannon to talk about his upcoming composition recital. Hello Stephen. Hi Hannah, great to be here. <laughs> Glad you could come. So you are giving a recital May 8th at Gobin of your own compositions, is that right? Mm-hmm. I'm having a half hour concert I'm calling Small Thefts and Tributes in which I will present a variety of music I've worked on in the past year or so, and the theme will be centered around the composers and artists I'm paying tribute to and the composers and artists I've stolen from <laughs> in the process. <laughs> that sounds really cool. So how awesome is it to have a recital of just your works? I'm extraordinarily thankful. It's been really gratifying seeing a bunch of students from different departments come together to help realize my work and I'm just extraordinarily thankful for all the work the performers have put into this. So what kind of pieces will we be seeing at this recital? 
Oh, geez. Two SATB choral works, two settings of E. Cummings for chamber orchestra and voice, a couple solo saxophone pieces, a solo piano piece, a violin and piano duet. So. Oh, you've been busy. (laughs) A little bit of everything. I might be relieving something out. Out of all of those, which one do you think is your favorite? Like, which one should we really look forward to? The thing about me and writing is it's like, you finish something and then you like it for about five minutes and then you start hating it again, wondering uh. how you can do better on the <laughs> next one. So, I mean, I, lo- I like all of them, but I'm also like, as I rehearse them, I keep realizing more and more like, this is what I need to be moving towards. This is what I need to do better next time. And I just, I want to make this the best product I can be and then move on to bigger and better things. All right. Yeah. Uh, how did you get people to uh, join you in this recital? Did you like send out the call did you i just asked individual people and told them there'd be pizza at rehearsals <laughs> that's, that's how, you... how you do it yep <laughs> that's how you do it all right so uh can you tell us one more time when that recital is going to be friday may 8th seven thirty, at gobin united memorial methodist church all right awesome uh thank you Stephen, for coming in to talk to me thanks anna and uh we'll see you all there thanks From this year's Seniors Showcase of April 27th, tenor Joseph Lepic and pianist Amanda Hobson perform It Is Monstrous to Think of It from The Picture of Dorian Gray by Lowell Lieberman. It is monstrous to think of it And yet here is the picture With a touch of Cruelty in the mouth. Cruelty. Was I cruel? It was her fault, not mine. She disappointed me. I dreamed of her as a great artist. She proved herself to be unworthy.
So you would think that as we come to the close of the school year that the music stops, but ah, contraire, not at all. Actually, we now move into the 11th annual Greencastle Summer Music Festival, and here to chat with me about it is the artistic director of the festival and our cello professor, Dr. Edberg. Welcome back, Eric. Hey, great to be here. So what's in store? We've got a whole summer of music to listen to. We do. Um, so this is our 11th summer of presenting concerts every Wednesday night at 7.30 in the sanctuary of Goba Memorial United Methodist Church, which is right on the northern edge of our campus and has great parking. Um, and <laughs> Over the, over the 11 years, what started out as a classical chamber music series has really broadened. and 21CM takes over the summer festival. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yes. And so we're really, we're really combining folk and jazz into our programming. And our very first concert on May 27, which is the Wednesday after Memorial Day, is called Summer in the City. It's our grand opening. The Kissinger Family Memorial Concert, uh, Joanne and Paul Kissinger were great supporters of the festival. And uh, Paul, who is a physics professor at DePaul, has passed away now, and his widow started our endowment. And uh, so this is a concert in honor of them. We're going to have local folk singer Bobby Lancaster. Ah. We're going to have local blues singer who has an international career, Tad Robinson. We're going to have our own piano professor emeritus, Claude Zimmerman. We're going to have our current jazz piano professor, Steve Snyder. We're going to have our one-year violinist who's just leaving us, uh, Erica Dicker, for a big variety show of kind of music centered around the idea of summer in the city Mm. with a lot of Gershwin. We'll have more than one rendition of Summertime from Porky and Bess. We'll Mm. have Claude play the solo version of Rhapsody in Blue. We're going to hear, actually, George Wolf, a wonderful saxophonist who I play with a lot, is going to do some Piet solo arrangements. You know, we're thinking of being in the hot summer in Buenos Aires. So that's going to be a kickoff. And then we've got some wonderful people, a great New York-based pianist, Justin Kolb, is uh, joining us for the second concert. We're going to have members of the... Silk Road Ensemble, who are here in the second week of June for the inaugural Global Musician Workshop. And so we're going to have some of the finest people from all over the world. And we're so grateful to the School of Music for co-sponsoring that. And, yeah, that's and, be fantastic. And to uh, the staff of the camp for, for making that one of our concerts. Um, we're going to have uh, DePaul Faculty Chamber players. We're going to have a broke group called the Vivaldi Project. 
we're going to have the internationally renowned pianist uh, Takaki Gawa, who mm-hmm. has been touring all over the world, getting rave reviews from Paris to New York for his performances of the complete piano music of Pierre Boulez, although that is not what he will be playing <laughs> um, for his concert. Uh, we'll be having a memorial concert for Gail Hurst, who was a big supporter of the concert series and who, uh, with a lot of other ladies, would knit and crochet during the concerts. And mm-hmm. that will be uh, our voice faculty member, Barbara Perret, and our piano faculty member, Tony Weinstein. We'll have the Grammy-winning Latin pianist, Fernando Otero, coming back. And we're going to have a full concert with the very popular Indiana singer-songwriter, Tim Grimm, who brings a large audience with him. We're having a, it's kind of like a, a folk opera called The Breeze Bends the Grass on our last concert. So, and uh, in the midst of all that, on Saturday, June 13, we're going to have a children's concert, with, wow. which we're hoping to do at the School of Music's new space on the Square in Greencastle. Right. And, uh, and if it doesn't work there, we'll do it at Gobin. But uh, it's all about uh, bringing the community together. It's about friends making music for friends and uh, it's just wonderful to see how it's grown. Yeah, this is a fantastic tradition now in its 11th year. Is there a web space or somewhere we can get information about? Absolutely. It's greencastlesummermusic.org. Uh, and also, if you uh, are on Facebook and you just type in Greencastle Summer Music or Greencastle Summer Music Festival, the page for that uh, pops up, and we will very shortly have the whole summer schedule up there. The concerts are all free. Now, of course, art isn't free, as we Mm -hmm. know, but we use a model of donations. So it's kind of pay what you can. So we have people, individuals who give as much as $1,000 in the summer, Mm -hmm. and we have other people who are in limited incomes who who may put a few dollars in the offering plate now and then or just Mm -hmm. come and enjoy the music, and it's been working out very well for us. So it's a great summer. The music never stops. We come right off of the music school and immediately jump into the Summer Festival at Gobin, and we hope to see you there. Thanks for coming in to chat about it. Hey, thanks for having me. From this year's Senior Showcase of April 27th, clarinetist Daniel Hickey and pianist Tony Weinstein perform the Allegro Appassionato movement from the Sonata No. 1 in F minor, Opus 120, by Johannes Brahms.
This is Mark Applebaum, and you're listening to Music for Life. Each summer, we host Vocal Arts at DePauw, and here to explain that to us and tell us what's going on this year is Caroline Smith. Welcome, Professor Smith. Great to have you here. Thank you. Nice to be here again. So as head of our vocal area, you kind of are in charge of this. I am. It's a wonderful opportunity for high school vocalists. We've run the camp since 1999. Has it been that long? It has been that long. Wow, I thought this was its 10th year. This yeah, is, no, oh it's... my golly. Wow, it's old. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's done very well and actually has been a wonderful recruitment tool for us. Mm-hmm. We have somewhere in the neighborhood of probably a dozen or more voice majors here now. Mm-hmm that actually were campers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, for anyone, it is a wonderful opportunity for them to be able to come prepare for auditions. What all do they do? So they learn how to do what? (laughs) 
They have private voice lessons. Mm -hmm. They have master classes. They have acting classes. They have stage makeup classes, movement, dance, character development classes, Dalcros. And then put on a big hoo-ha at the end. It is a huge hoo-ha where every last one of them gets to perform a solo number as well as be in two different ensemble numbers. This year we're doing something different, though. Heretofore, we've exposed them to both musical theater as well as classical music, since DePaul, again, does not make voice majors choose between those two tracks. We actually allow students to do both here. Mm -hmm. And so the camp has been that way. But this year, we have designed it in such a way that they can choose if they want to concentrate more on musical theater or if they want to concentrate more on classical. So we'll see where that goes this year. But it's kind of a different slant, and we're anxious to try it. And there's a lot of people involved in this, both faculty, staff, and students. I mean, we've got all. We try to always have a very selective bunch of at least 30 students and usually no more than 40. Mm. So somewhere in that neighborhood. And then, yes, the voice faculty is involved as well as many others, choral director, Mm -hmm. Eric Edberg is always here doing wonderful things with improv. Mm -hmm. And Stephen Linville does the directing and Tim Good in the theater department, Caroline Good. So it is quite a wonderful mix of DePauw people and a way for students to really get to know the faculty and what we offer a lot more. And it's right around the corner? June 14th through the 20th. So you won't want to miss it. Lots of great things happening here. And thanks for coming in to chat about it. Thank you very much. From this year's Senior Showcase of April 27th, saxophonist Kevin Smith and pianist John Claude Felter perform the Andante e Allegro movement, from the Concerto for Alto Saxophone by Henri Tomasi. Thank you. 
So it's our final show of the year, and we always bring the entire MFL staff together to talk about the upcoming year and our favorite moments of this year. So with the staff all here in the room, tell us what was your favorite moment. Anna, let's start with you. I think one of my favorite moments from this year was the Balladino cookout and jam session. Darn, you took one of mine. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Well, I was kind of, I helped with the the planning of it and the execution of it because I was Elika's intern. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really fun to finally get Elika's stress done <laughs> um, and watch And the her jam session was great. Relief. Oh my gosh, it was so great. And I think the members of Fifth House and Balladino found it to be probably the most like relaxing musical setting, but so then they could just like play. And you know what was interesting to me? So all these Mediterranean jams, you know, they're, they're kind of funny uh, and their music is so multi-metric. So they taught us this tune in nine mm-hmm. and they played it and it was in nine and it was really cool. And then the Westerners, all mm-hmm. the DePaul students started mm-hmm. playing and it shifted to eight, eight. <laughs> yeah. and it became nine again when they came back with the solo. But that was a great concert too. Having Balladino on yeah, campus was yeah, definitely. Remar- Matt, what about you? I had a couple. One of them 
that stands out to me is uh, Ethel's visit, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly uh, the violinist Ralph. I felt like he, he I, was great. He, he was a really great guy, and Mirabal was great too. Ex- that was my other one that I was oh. going to talk about. Plus, I always love the uh, concerto competitions that we can do that. What else do you think? Well, there's so much that goes on on our campus, and including, of course, the Green Guest Artist Series. But things that stick out in my mind include the Roberto Sierra visit Mm. um, and all of the music that surrounded that, the interactions that he had with our students. He was so nice and so Yeah, exactly. His personality is so warm and inviting. It's so wonderful to touch the creative side of music in that manner. And I felt the same way, albeit, you know, his visit was considerably shorter when Mark Applebaum came to mm-hmm. campus this semester. Mark was great. Well. He was yeah. great on the radio show, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was really good. I was really into the De Pops Orchestra because it was so cool to see some students just say, hey, let's do this and then do it and have it just be such a hit with everyone. I just, I loved all the De Pops concerts. They yeah. were so fun and everyone just had such a good time. Yeah, student organized, run, conducted, performed orchestra. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. So for me, having a little bit of bias, I always enjoyed having all the composers on campus. Um, having Roberto Sierra, Mark Applebaum, and like Jason Robert Brown was just mm-hmm. a great experience to have master classes with all of them, hear them speak, hear their music performed. And then on top of that, um, being able to actually have a weekend of music dedicated to my uh, trombone professor, Jim Beckel, mm-hmm. um, was a great experience. Seeing the orchestra do his pieces, the bands do his pieces, some chamber ensembles come in. Um, it was just a really cool experience to see like the school of music come together around uh, the professor I work with every week. Yeah, having Jim Beckel on staff. I mean, what an amazing accomplishment that man's resume is. I mean, just one after another. But you also mentioned Jason Robert Brown, and that was that was some weekend. I mean, I still have that weekend <laughs> running in my head. Did you guys sing in that? I did. Yeah, and that was an incredible experience. Were that- you scared? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was amazing. It was a really great to have that real-life New York experience because mm-hmm. we don't really get that here. Mm-hmm. So it was so cool. I loved his chats with you guys. I loved the master classes that he did. His concert was really remarkable. I'd never seen him live before, and I've never seen a person get that much out of a piano. I mean, oh he's got... <laughs> he really pounded on that piano. Yeah, and then you know, he's got the bass going with his, his... The drums are going with his feet, and the mm-hmm. bass is going with his left hand, and the horn parts are in his right hand. And he's... I mean, you know, he really gets a... Are you a fan of that type of piano player? I am a fan of that type yeah, of piano player. Yeah, he's really quite, as a pianist yourself, you know. Yeah, he, percussive he, style of yeah. playing is always <laughs> yeah. something that, that I appreciate. Yeah, you know, it's it's a real embarrassment of riches. It's, ex- it's exhausting, you know, because we, we're all worn out. Right now we're at the end of the year. Um, but it, it's kind of exhausting when it's, you know, like we went from Roberto Sierra one week to Jason Robert Brown the next week, and I forget who it was the week after that, but there were like three or four weeks in a row where you just out of the frying pan. The King into Singers. The, fr- the King Singers. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. No one mentioned the King Singers. Here we had the King Singers no, I was, here. I was actually going to go ahead and mention them since we were talking about master classes. Just being part of Chamber Singers and all the master classes that we attended this year, the King Singers master class was awesome, especially because we got like the best compliment ever from the best acapella group or the most famous acapella right, group right. in the world. And you know, with Chamber Singers, another really exciting one was when you guys were singing with Mirabal. Yes, yes. My favorite part was when um, Robert Mirabal took one of our sopranos and started to dance with her. On stage, on unrehearsed. Stage, <laughs> and she was unprepared, to say the least, for that kind of attention. Yeah. And um, so much of that was improv. Yes, and it was so beautiful. The piece that we did with Ethel and Robert Mirabal just such a beautiful setting. Um, and then we also had master classes with Roomful of Teeth. And that, that was, was really that was interesting. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
or the first half of the masterclass was us working on Renaissance chamber pieces. And then the second half of the masterclass was us making weird yeah. noises <laughs> with, our, singing and... with our voices and our voice teachers in the background yelling, is that okay for our students? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things I like about Room Full of Teeth, though. Everything they do is so healthy. Yeah. Even though they're belting or they're throat singing or they're doing whatever they're doing, yeah. they do it from a very healthy place. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a testament to the, to the rich tradition of opportunity that we have here at DePaul. I mean, for undergraduates to have this much experience one-on-one with the artists is really remarkable. So next year, the Green Guest Artist Concerts include Judson Green. So that's <laughs> going to be interesting. So, and I love this. The name of his band is The Eighth Element. So there's seven elements of music, and the eighth element is the human element. Oh, that's pretty clever. Nice. And I don't know if you've ever heard any of Judson's tunes, but he's a great composer, jazz composer, and phenomenal jazz pianist. So it's going to be a green concert in more ways than one. <laughs> we also have Sweet Honey and the Rock coming. Great. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's going to be, yeah, they're, they've been at it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, they uh, have. <laughs> really, really remarkable group. We encourage you to Google or to YouTube any one of these folks. We're starting the year with an interesting orchestra called A Far Cry from New England. They play standing up, often without music, always without a conductor. <laughs> it's like watching a full string orchestra play like a string quartet or something. I mean, it's that's really amazing. Of course, the ISO will be back. And we're bringing back Caroline Shaw. Did you know that, Matt? Oh, no. Oh. Caroline Shaw is coming with the ISO. Now, how's that for a small oh, world? Great. Oh, great. Nice. Last time Caroline Shaw was here, she was here as a singer with Roomful mm-hmm. of Teeth. Yeah. Next time she'll be here as the Pulitzer Prize winning composer. But also, she'll be here as a violinist. She's soloing with the ISO as a violinist. Oh, wow. Sweet. And she's also on the 21CM advisory board now, which is really, Mm -hmm. really great. And then our out-of-the-box concert next year is Danu, which is Mm. Ireland's most famous band. It's coming here the week before St. Patrick's Day. How Brilliant. fitting. <laughs> so their American representatives told me, when you book them, make sure you have some room because there's about 200 groupies that follow them when they come to the United States. They oh, fly wow. from all, they come in just to hear them perform. So you'll, you'll have a bunch of influx of people flying into the Indy Airport Good. just to come to this one concert. So this should be pretty fun. Great year ahead of us. And you guys have done a great job on the show all year. It's been fun to hear your work. And here you guys develop. I expect us to all have big careers with NPR. (laughs) (laughs) Except for you two, which have to keep coming back. The staff has to keep coming back. But students can go on and get a job at NPR. And if you do, I really want to replace Bob Edwards. You know, no one ever really did. So if you can pull me in, I'd love to have that opportunity. Any parting thoughts for the year? I think it might be important to give Anna a good goodbye since she was here since we started. That's right. You know what? Anna was the first student staff member of MFL. Yeah, I was here in the inception of this idea and I said oh that sounds like a great idea I'll jump on right. long <laughs> stuck with us that's and absolutely I right couldn't escape <laughs> <laughs> you volunteered once and we would never accept your resignation again yeah, good point that's well said so what are you off to Anna I am going to Indiana University next year to pursue uh, graduate studies in musicology well we hope you'll keep listening to the show Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, everyone, for coming in and for a great year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From this year's Senior Showcase of April 27th, pianist Rachel Robin performs the Rondo Capriccioso in E Major, Opus 14, by Felix Mendelssohn.
We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Music for Life. We love hearing from listeners. You can contact us by emailing musicforlife at depaw.edu. We're also on Facebook at DePaul Music for Life, and you can subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching there for DePaul Music for Life. Our student producers are Anna Gatdula, Matt Skiva, Burke Stanton, Rachel Amalfitano, Hannah Gauthier, and Caleb Denning. Our 21CM graduate intern is Elika Okerstrom. Veronica Pedrel is our online editor, and our show is produced by Matthew Champagne in the Judson and Joyce Green Center for the Performing Arts at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana. I'm Mark McCoy, Dean of the School of Music. Thank you for listening to our show. Keep music in your life and have a great week. Music for Life.